Ho, ho, ho. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the post office today and some other fun stuff. So hang with me. But first, I want to show you this. Look at this. I got a Christmas card from David Foley. That's so nice. You know, I got one from Joanne Gore a couple years ago. I don't know where it went, though, but, you know, I keep them forever, really. I keep them around here. I put them there. It gives me joy. And it came in the mail, and it's tangible. And it's signed by David. So there we go. I got a lot of reasons to think that's special. flat flat gin there you go ryan reynolds puts the gin in jingle bells <laughs> it's coming wait it's coming <laughs> the gin in jingle bells in aviation gins holiday creative so they put up signs in uh times square there's a bottle of aviation gin, there's a seagull, and some bells. So that's gin, gull, bells. Then there was, on the other side of it, there was a QR with aviation gin on it. And um, that takes you to the new holiday spot where he plays gin, gull, bells on gin. It was created by Reynolds creative agency Maximum Effort. And uh, it will dis be on display at 48th and 7th in Times Square until January 7th. So isn't that funny? Okay, we one of the topics we spent a lot of time on at the uh, at the Jingle and Mingle the other day was AI. And so um, Sarah Fletcher sent me this. Is this Sarah Fisher? Sarah Fisher or Sarah Fletcher? I have a friend named Fletcher. It's his first name. And anyway, Styloquin sent me this article. <laughs> Sarah Styloquin. And she, the, the headline is all messed up. Now, I think that's because she used AI to build it. I think that's part of it. It seemed like a simple request. Nope. So she wanted a to create a graphic for three easy ways to get more sales this season. Nothing fancy, just a, the title with some holiday whimsy. I thought it would be fun to start with the words in the title, then add a Santa hat to the number three. Okay, sounds pretty straightforward to me. Your graphic artist could whip that up in seconds. I headed it over to Adobe Express to see if I could whip it up in a GIF with AI. I mean, how hard could it be, right? So here's what happened. Uh, here's the instructions I gave Adobe Express AI Generator. I typed the words, three easy ways to get more sales this season with a festive Christmas look and a red Santa hat on the three. So you'd think it would start with the words, but it seemed to have the most fun with the Santa hat because every one of these has a Santa hat. And none, and one, this this one is the only one that puts it up on the puts it up let's try and zoom in again to give you the best of this the best of all worlds here okay this <laughs> three three e yay wads to tear more 
sassless season sale the senin uh it's not even words okay so that's the first try not much you can use there not there's nothing here at all there's not one oh yeah more to more sales but it does have a santa hat on it and uh this one is uh, something sales 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 session says sort of man oh man oh man and the last one is something else now you might say and make sure all the words you know you might have to you know what i'm hearing about ai because i haven't bothered messing with it because it seems so much wilder than like a spreadsheet or a word processing you know or a database where you pretty much give it the input and it arranges it or you arrange it but when you let the computer get wild here you get what you get and uh so maybe you have to say like in the jingle mingle we found out that you have to say do not hallucinate when you're using it to do research because it will make up articles and make up facts for you um which which we'll see in the next bit here so then sarah headed over to canva to see what it would do and here are the here are the things that came back it tried to steer her to a to a uh, template but instead got this three easy ways to get more sales this season okay so that worked it added i believe sales boosters where it got that and it ele added elevate your holiday sales strategy which isn't where, really what it's about but it it sort of wanted to make it more of an offer i give it credit for that it put up some kind of a heart overlay broken heart over a christmas tree yard not even decorated christmas trees which i guess is semi-festive unless you have trouble or bad memories picking out christmas trees as do i and then here we've got some kind of lights it could be christmas lights it could be it could be the same yard with christmas trees and these are the lights illuminating the tree choices three easy ways to boost your holiday sales but again i thought it was interesting because it says limited time only holiday marketing boost your sales as hashtags more sales less stress and it totally made that up which is i mean that's interesting so all you have to do is paste in some illustration of something um put a santa hat on there and you're you're ready to go kind of so it kind of worked and that's about where it left off so she says and so it seems that much like self-driving cars there's a long way to go before we can just tell ai our dream featured post image and have it magically appear if you've got a great ai fail do share it makes me feel like skynet is still a long way off i'm not sure what skynet is but so we're happy to hear about your ai successes too i'm happy to hear about anything especially if your ai can get you incremental lift and you've actually tested it with controls and and experimental design okay this was a kind of a nice story by bill gillespie i like this one um here's a printing company uh a picture of a of of Hudson printing and uh, he he tells the story let's see if we can zoom on that a little bit 
He tells the story of selling printing in November of 1978. I started selling printing in June of 1978. So, I, but he was working before that, and I wasn't. But I was in graduate school, so we're probably close to the same age. Um, I had been a buyer for three years. I was excited to be working for a printer. In those days, you didn't have LinkedIn websites, Google, or any of that stuff. You didn't know what a business was <laughs> when you walked in. You just asked to see the person responsible for printing and dumped your story. Some funny things could and did happen given that sales paradigm. I remember walking into a company, some kind of manufacturing like this in an in industrial park, and they ushered me into this huge office and I got to meet the president or the owner, founder of the company. And he said, um, he asked me some questions about Frank Miglosh. I said, my dad's name was Frank. He said, maybe your grandfather. Yep, I said, he was my name, Frank, too. And apparently this guy had taken Wood's shop in high school with my grandfather as the instructor. And a bunch of his friends that all have their own companies and all have been very successful were were playing cards or something and they said who was the most influential teacher you had in your success you know that really shaped your life and they all agreed five of them i guess that my grandfather was the most influential teacher they ever had that he demanded excellence and um you know unfortunately he died when i was seven or something like that so i didn't have a lot of time with him and uh so i guess Maybe it didn't rub off enough. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you got to see your grandparents if you're going to get it rubbing off. Um, so that was an interesting thing that happened. Uh, you know, I've been selling for about three weeks. <laughs> and in this case, Bill walked into an industrial looking place and um, asked for the person. He said, I handed him my card and started sharing my wisdom with respect to printing four-color process work on two-color presses. We did that sometimes. It wasn't really four-color process. We, I don't even think we had two-color presses. You know, we had an AB Dick and a Multilith, and there was something else, one other pre, pre, duplicators, they were called, really. But I remember in 1978 or so going to visit the quad plant on Springdale Road, which is their very first plant. And I remember, like Bill, I remember, well, anyway, Bill said, the, the guy <laughs> looked at some of his samples, and finally he stopped me and said, Bill, follow me, I want to show you something. And he walked through double doors into the loudest, one of the loudest places he'd ever been, and then dropped the bomb. He said, that's a printing press. I'd never seen a web press. I didn't know what they were for. This guy had several. They were going all at one time. A national sports magazine was being printed the day I was there. I was treated to a detailed, albeit amazing tour, embarrassing tour rather. I saw more work produced in the hour I was there than my employer would do in a year. Yeah, okay. My pride was hurt, but I gained some perspective. Uh, and I got to visit the quad plant, as I said, and I remember the, I think it might have been Sports Illustrated, coming off, it was either that or, or a Time Magazine or something, um, nothing very interesting, but I remember how I watched them, you know, at the back end of the press, there's a folder and it, it, it slits the signatures and, and moves them around in the air and they, and they crisscross and stuff. And at the end, they were coming out fully stitched magazines, pop, 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 just stacks them out and they're just flowing out of there, probably fully addressed 
although I'm not sure about that at that particular time, but probably. Um, and it was fantastic. And I'll never forget uh, getting to visit the quad plant. Probably most of the employees didn't visit in 1978, right? So I have some history with quad. I got to work with Harry Quadracci a little bit. I dressed up my motor scooter. Talk about an uninformed call. I dressed up my motor scooter, put my little uh, son on the back, who was about seven maybe at the time, and we rode it over to North Lake where where Harry put was usually in the parade with his Harley. And in those days, you didn't have to register first or whatever. You just, if you had an interesting-looking vehicle, you just got in the parade. So that's what I did. I said, Harry, we should be working together. And we did. It was pretty much fun. Um, and then he died, and they had a new regime in there that I've reached out to many times. I will again today. Um, but uh, amazing company, and just down the street. Whenever I write to one of the one of their people from around the country, I always say, and I'm willing to go to Sussex, Wisconsin, to meet with you. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Bill goes on to say that reps owe it to themselves and their victims to know who they're calling, on whom they are calling. And um, he'll, you know, we, we all receive these LinkedIn messages about how they can generate leads for you or they don't know what you're doing. Even worse now is there is I'm getting emails with my LinkedIn tidbits from my LinkedIn profile and that they also know nothing about. And so it's really obvious that what the AI has done is select a sentence and mention it. You know, I see how you worked with Baseball Express and we have a similar business or something, which, of course, isn't true. Or we work with lots of businesses like that or whatever it is. It's just. A joke it's a joke it gives it more away and so I when I get those on LinkedIn I write you sound like a bot and oftentimes they are a bot and then they unfollow me uh, let's get over oh um, he made a professional friend at the publishers that day the guy stayed in touch he introduced me to others in the industry so it wasn't a wasted call but it did teach me the value of research okay and on that note the Postal Service is changing the way they deliver mail and I was especially interested in this because it was titled Milk Run in Dairyland. USPS optimizes collections. Now, they've since changed that name because people thought it was about, you know, some kind of new collection service, like invoice collection that they've come out with or something. Um, but they're not collecting. In fact, they're degrading uh, um, collection, mail collection. Um, and... This, but they're, they, they've implemented it around Richmond, Virginia. Now they're implementing it in Wisconsin. And they won't really tell what they're doing. But it looks like they're basically leaving alone the big mail areas. Anything within 50 miles. They may change that to 25 miles. But they're going to start with 50 miles. The blue ones then will be only visited uh, when they drop the mail off at the blue ones. And then they pick up whatever's been deposited the prior day, okay, so it's one stop, drop and pick up in the blue, maybe. Some of these, if they have higher population, will get, um, will still be left alone. I think that's the purple ones here. Um, that makes some sense. Uh, and so then the yellow ones are the ones that are pretty much for sure, like Wausau. See, Wausau gets special treatment in purple. Um, 
Stevens Point get special treatment in purple. But the yellow ones will definitely only get the the the, the incoming mail comes to the postal post office and the outgoing mail goes away. Now they've got some clever things going on. They don't count mail. They don't count mail as being received by the post office until it's scanned. So I believe part of the shtick here is that until so you your post office empties their mailbox out front at 5 p.m. let's say and you're in the yellow then someone will go out from the post office and grab the mail bring it in now it can be sorted at night but typically it isn't and so then the next morning it will go on the truck instead of going in that evening which it probably has been for a long time um, because typically the mail would get dropped off in the morning and then would get picked up at night, even in these small postal stops. Now, Steve Falk mentioned that not only does this benefit um, the efficiency, but it also benefits the fuel use because you make fewer stops, fewer runs. Although on this one, it kind of looked, they mapped it out down here. I'll find this. Uh, here's the here's the combined method, the new method. So we have the the, the the processing facility, you go out, drop off, pick up, drop off, pick up, drop off, pick up, and back. Okay? And here you go out, drop off, don't pick up. This is the old way. Drop off, don't pick up, drop off, don't pick up, or drop off and pick up. Then come back and pick up and pick up. Okay? And you know, because the processing centers are generally in larger population areas, this sort of works, but it I'm not sure it makes that much difference, but if you're with me still to this day, it may matter in because they're not really man they're not really keeping up to date. Their delivery rates have dropped radically, even with the relaxed standards. Where last year, I'm trying to find the with the relaxed standards. I thought I highlighted it for sure. Maybe it's down into the into the bowels of this. There's all kinds of detail here. Um, all kinds of depth. So you can download this again at, uh, yeah, the potential for discrimination is highlighted, that rural areas are being discriminated against. Uh, the clock starts the moment the piece is scanned. So not necessarily when it's picked up from the, oh, here's the part I wanted. Uh, December 31st, for the first quarter, only 78% of first-class mail was on time compared to 96% last year, okay? And just 35% was on time going from California to Connecticut compared to 96% last year because I think they've cut back some of the airmail. So probably more detail than you wanted. I don't pretend to understand all of this stuff, but... Um, it's interesting, the analysis. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Like and repost. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.